classic game before the ages on Kroger Field in Lexington. I know you were there and you got to experience it up front with your own eyes, which is pretty sweet because the commentators are awful. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Falls. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Oh, what a what a crazy game! Uh, this game was a shootout. It was back and forth. Like I said, you were there. Uh, how how was it at Kroger Field? Was it really loud? Like before the game, were the Kentucky fans or were they nice? How how was it? Yeah, you have a mix of. Well, fan-wise, you have a mix of, you know, the, the good the good fans. You know, you got the mix of the bad fans in there. I mean, you always get the weird looks, of course. But then, um, you know, just random people just, like, trying to yell at you, telling you're going to get your butt beat and all that kind of stuff, you know. Some that are joking and some that are not. But before the game, I mean, the tailgating scene there is pretty, pretty nice. It's in a pretty wide-open area. Um, so there's lots of areas to tailgate huge parking lot so that's pretty much where everybody is so um that was kind of nice and then the game atmosphere i mean the game atmosphere was i mean about i guess about as good as you can get for you know sixty-one thousand people um it was pretty much a sellout it's i think it's just a different type of atmosphere compared to like going to neyland stadium or anything like that where um i feel like it's loud especially during big games so it's loud like the entire game um, but I think like I was telling you earlier in the week, it's it was so weird to see go to an opposing team where we're on offense and, um, you know, the crowd doesn't really have a chance to get loud because we're moving so fast. So um, that was kind of interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, you know, I guess I'm biased against Kentucky, but it didn't really seem that loud for a night game, for a rival game. And a game where Kentucky, you know, very much could have, well, could have won this game. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was a shootout back and forth. Uh, just overall impressions on the game starting out. Um, uh, thank God for Hendon Hooker and our receivers. Yeah. They, uh, that was probably their best game they played. I know Kentucky's defense, at least their pass defense, isn't anything special. And I think I said, I think we met, we talked about it, you know, in the predictions. Like we, our offense has to pass the ball you know their, their run defense was pretty good but I know we had a couple good quarterback draws there toward the end uh, and Jabari Small had that nasty juke yeah. oh my god so uh, loved our offense loved the receivers Hendon Hooker continues in my opinion to be a Hasman candidate uh, especially since he's missed two games he's been playing lights out but um, our defense whew, um, probably the worst performance they've played all season yeah uh, i'm not gonna say probably it definitely was and uh and credit kentucky you know will levis played a hell of a game too i thought he did really good and wandell robinson is a stud and we'll get to georgia in a minute but i think wandell robinson is better than any offensive player georgia has i may get some heat for that but i think it's true he he was really good he had yeah like over 160 yards you know just by himself so just overall impression um the defense played very bad. However, however, they stepped the hell up when they needed to, when it mattered most. Uh, yes, they let them convert on fourth and 24, but, dude, those blitz packages toward the end on that last drive, that's what saved mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah. People can talk about the face mask penalty or the lack of, really, and um, 
honestly, SEC officiating's been awful. Yes, it was a face mask. Honestly, it might have been hands to the face because he technically didn't grab it. Uh, but it was a penalty. It should have been. Uh, but how many times has Tennessee been on the other end of that call? You know, over and over and over. So yeah. it was nice for the football gods to finally smile down on us. But uh, I'll let you go, man. Just give me your overall thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, pretty much just echoing exactly what you're saying. I mean, the offense played one of its best games. Um, defense played the worst if, or one of the worst, if not the worst game that they played all year. Half of that has to do with the offense was just scoring, you know, super quick, and they were on the on the field for, you know, a little over three quarters of actual game time. So that's kind of crazy part is that the time of possession, if you look at the stats of this game, you know, I, I, I don't remember who said it, but somebody was like, you know, if you looked at the stats that Kentucky had versus us, um, you would have assumed, you would have almost been 100% certain that they would have won the game no matter who they were playing. Um and they lost. So, you know, it's kind of kudos to our offense, but I mean, it's, it's tough on the defense when you're scoring that quick, which, you know, hasn't been a problem for, or has been a problem for us, you know, in the last few years of just not being able to score at all. And now we're scoring, we're saying that we're scoring too fast. So, um, you know, I think you have to have some kind of, you know, give and take there, you know, the defense is going to score a little or give up a little bit more points just because they're going to be on the field for, you know, the, I think it was a hundred and, or 99 plays or something like that for Kentucky. Um, so, yeah, the the defense definitely has to step it up. You know, it's not every time that we're going to be going down scoring that quick, but, um, you know, I thought our defense was going to play a little better, especially, I guess, more – I was expecting Kentucky to struggle a little bit more on offense rather than our defense stepping up more. Um, I definitely didn't see this one being a shootout the way that it did, and – uh you know, if I thought it was a shootout, I definitely thought we would have the upper hand. But, you know, Kentucky played their one of their better games on offense, if not the best. So, uh, kudos to them. Yeah, whoever said numbers don't lie, yeah, they obviously didn't <laughs> pay attention to games like this. They had like over yeah. 600 total yards on offense. Yeah. And uh, they had, you know, they had a ton of first downs. I know they're ball yeah. hogs and take their sweet time driving the ball. But, uh, yeah, and kudos to our offense. And, yeah, like you said, you know, my prediction was like 38-17 to 17 or something like that. And I thought we were going to really – I thought we were going to play so much better on defense to hold them. And mm-hmm. kudos to them, man. And I do think you know, whenever Jalen Hyatt, uh, quote-unquote, stepped out of bounds and – like you said, our offense runs so fast, we can't even watch the damn replay. But uh, whenever they called him running out of bounds and scoring, and then we fumbled the ball later that drive, uh, and then Kentucky scored, you know, that's a 14-point swing. So that that was hard. Um, I think if we would have scored there, it would have been harder for them to score on the next drive just because of momentum. I'm not saying they would have. But, you know, hypothetically, if Hyatt scored there, we stop him and then – they weren't stopping our offense. Uh, yeah. They they stopped them a couple of times. I think there was one punt in the game. Uh, one punt. That's cr- yep. that's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think the game could have got out of hand for them because if they're behind the sticks, if they're behind the scoreboard by like two or three scores or two or three, you know, possessions, then they're in trouble because they're not good at playing fast. 
And I think that was evident, you know, when they tried to do that last drive, they were trying to hurry and they were just all disorganized and they were a mess. Yeah. So, uh, but kudos to our offense and our defense. They stepped up when it mattered most. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised, you know, I'm not detained or something. Cause I was screaming when I found out they, <laughs> they converted on fourth and 24, I, I, I was definitely disturbing the peace. So, uh, man, I, that was just a tough one to swallow. But uh, Alante Taylor said it best, you know, Tennessee doesn't lose to Kentucky. Uh, I, I know they've beat us a couple times recently, but if Tennessee needs to take a step forward as a program, um, you got to beat the Kentuckys, South Carolinas, Vanderbilt's, Missouri's, you, you have to. And then you can start recruiting because you're winning against those teams. And then once you get some recruits to buy in even more, then you'll be able to compete, you know, at le- mm-hmm. compete, not beat, but definitely compete against Florida and Georgia. So uh, what a wild night, man. Wild, wild football game. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that, the you know, looking back on it, that, that last – you know, 30 seconds of the first half whenever we went down and kicked that field goal, you know, with 15 or 20 seconds left. that I mean, that turned out to be the difference in the game. I mean, it would have been tied right there at the end. Um, they would have just had to kick a field goal just to win it. So, um, you know, Heupel being aggressive there at the end and, and wanting to get some points on the board whenever Kentucky uh, made a mistake there and turned it over on downs. So it turned out to be the, the difference in the game, really. I'm not putting that one on Kentucky. That was a horrible decision by Stoops. That was awful. Yeah. And I, I, he, in his press conference, he was pissed. You know, he was yeah. like, "Yeah, I wish I would have punted, huh?" And I know you were at the game, but my God, the male commentator on there during mm-hmm. that last drive, all he talked about was Tennessee's not going to have enough time. They're not going to have enough time to do this. They're not going to have enough <laughs> time to do that. As soon as he said that. <laughs> They converted like a 14-yard pass, and then they had two seconds left, and they scored the field goal, like you said. Yeah. And that that dude didn't talk for a solid eight minutes of commentating. <laughs> so it was uh, – God, it was frustrating, man. And then he was going on and on about, you know, Javante Payton's knee being down uh, on a play. Yeah. But then we threw like a 70-yard bomb right after that. It really yeah. wouldn't have mattered. But it's just I'm just so sick of negativity with commentators, <laughs> with media. My God, like we can we can't win at anything being Vol Nation. So, uh, but I definitely think this helps our program take a step forward. A lot of people had this game circled, and did you see that record that we broke? Like that streak finally, like thirty something ranked opponents on the road. And oh yeah, we we finally snapped that. So yeah. That's impressive, man. I think I saw a stat where like the previous three coaches couldn't do that. So, uh, what what does that say for this program? You know. Yeah. So, I mean, going into this year, I mean, unless you were, I guess, super close to the Tennessee program, you would have assumed that you know Tennessee was going to win their four non-conference games, maybe beat Vanderbilt, you know, go five and seven, maybe four and eight, and um, they were just going to kind of kick the bucket there at the end and just see what Hypel can do, you know, in the next five years. And then all of a sudden we're sitting here at, you know, uh, was it five and four after being the number 18 team in the nation in Kentucky, who was ranked in the college football playoff last week. And um, now I think a lot of people are starting to really take notice to the offense, especially whenever Hooker's been, um, been on a roll. So 
I think it just shows how, how much the, the coaches are developing and, and just how much the offensive system actually works and how much it's a, uh, it's terrible for, to prepare for on the other side. And, um, you know, in spurts, our defense has played well. It's been, you know, kind of on and off, but, um, I still think it shows, you know, we're so much, even though we lost so much front to the transfer portal, uh, in the off season, um, you know, even with the players that we have now with, with barely any depth at all, um, we're still able to go out there and essentially compete against, you know, even Bama, um, I mean, Florida for a little while, for some reason, we, we just could never beat them anyway. So Flo- Florida uh, when they were good. <laughs> yeah, Florida when they were good back in the day. <laughs> and then uh, Bama for three and a half quarters. I mean, we, we were right there in all the games. Should it be Ole Miss? Should it be Pitt? I mean, honestly, we should have two losses right now if, if a couple things bounce our way or get some better calls. And, uh, you know, it could have been a completely different year if, if a couple of those games kind of go our way. And I think a lot of people are really starting to see that now. So um, hopefully that translates to uh, players wanting to come here, play for the offense, um, make the defense better, and, and uh, move on up in the SEC rankings. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Pitt. People forget, but Hooker didn't start against Pitt. You know, so yeah. had he started, who knows? I, I feel like a broken record, but God, he Joe Milton missed a wide open, wide open <laughs> Cedric Tillman. It just he didn't even yep. overthrow him. He was just, he just missed a throw altogether. So, uh, that that one's gonna be hard to get over that pit loss. So I, I definitely think they're gonna have that circled next year when they go to Pittsburgh, and yeah. they're I think they're mad. <laughs> I think, and hopefully Hinton Hooker stays just for that reason to get back at Pitt. So we'll see. And Kenny Pickle will be gone, thankfully. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll get a uh, watch Harrison Bailey go there or something and uh, beat us. He's beat been us seven to, I mean, look at if you're a, I think he would fit that offense perfect. Like he yeah. kind of, I think he would thrive in that offense. So, uh, and it would be the most Tennessee thing ever if he goes there and then that <laughs> starts like his Heisman debut and stuff. Yeah. So, who knows what's going to happen? But man, uh, Hinton Hooker, he he continues to get better and better, and he makes very good decisions when he's throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't, I know there was like that fumble exchange, uh, but he didn't throw an interception and yeah, that Alante Taylor, uh, what a play by him. Yeah. Um, he mentioned earlier that he was baiting Will Levis and, uh, he baited him big. Yeah. He baited him big time. <laughs> and before he had that pick six, with that sweet dance move, he was actually yelling at the linemen. Did you see that to, mm-hmm. you know, get on sides because they were lined up in the neutral zone? So, what a what a pick by Alante Taylor. We've been needing that from leadership too. So, uh, to see him make a play and for everybody to get free cookies, that was pretty sweet to see him finally, you know, step up and make a good read in a pick six. Because I feel like a lot of times Theo Jackson had one. But I feel like a lot of times they, they're so close to having an interception, they just drop it. You know, Theo Jackson, yeah. he, he recently said that Will Levis threw a bad ball. He said if it was a better ball, he would have had the pick. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it was just really nice to see this, you know, the senior take advantage of that and make a big play when we needed it bad. We needed that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's. I feel like Alante's played pretty well for most of the year, and, you know, he hasn't really done that much, which is, you know, as a corner, I mean, 
as long as you're not giving up the big plays, I mean, you're doing pretty, pretty good. So, um, you know, like you said, I mean, the leadership, we had a lot of our guys back, uh, Cade Mays, one offensive, I think offensive lineman of the week, uh, Hinton Hooker was the, um, I think the player of the week, wasn't he? That's just uh, player yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah, he was. So, you know, a lot of people stepping up at the, at the right time and, and, and a lot of games that we can certainly win going forward. Uh, got a tough one this weekend, but, you know, 7-5 and five is looking very, very realistic. And uh, I think that that should be, you know, kind of the goal and then get to a pretty good bowl game and should have a pretty decent opponent, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 7-5, and five, uh, you know, first year under a whole new staff, whole new scheme, whole new system. I would take that all day. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, especially since we're playing against three Heisman contenders, you know, as opponents. So, um, but, man, I, Will Love has played a heck of a game. Um, and I, I just want to give a shout-out to Kentucky because I did not think the game was going to be that close at all. And they had <laughs> – they very well could have won that game. So, uh, I'm not saying I'm mad or sad at the outcome. I'm just very relieved and glad. And yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see them in Neyland. I heard what Levis is staying for sure. He's not transferring. He's he said he's looking forward to coming back to Neyland to try and get some revenge. So hmm. we'll uh, we'll see, man. That's that's years that's years away. That's literally a year away. But we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But we have a huge. I don't even want to call it a test. Like it's like uh, just a huge impossible mission, I guess, <laughs> coming yeah. up. Uh, number exactly number one, <laughs> number one's coming to town, and the Georgia Bulldogs they're coming to Neyland, and we get to hear Gary Danielson on CBS at three thirty. Three thirty CBS. Oh, this game, man! Uh, I you remember last week when I was talking about how Tennessee's a bad matchup for Kentucky. I think we are a very bad matchup for Georgia. Very, very bad. Um, I think a lot of teams are a bad matchup for Georgia. And Everybody's bad matchup for Georgia. Yeah. And it's so weird because last year, really the past couple of years, we've been talking about how you got to have a really good offense. You got to have really good offense. Nothing about Georgia's offense really wows me or stands out. They're good. You know, they have some mm-hmm. good running backs. Uh, but they're not like an elite offense, especially being number one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that no one's in the Heisman race for Georgia. You know, JT Daniels, I know he's hurt, and Stetson Bennett's been doing good, but nothing like crazy standout. Their defense, however, um, I think they're the equivalent to, like when Joe Burrow had his offense at LSU, this is like the defensive equivalent of that. <laughs> Uh, yep. They are super athletic. They're strong. They're fast. They're physical. So, uh, <laughs> the I'll let you go before I start talking about more, more things. But uh, what stands out to you about Georgia, man? What do you think? First impressions on them? Well, I mean, it's got to be their their defense. I mean, uh, I mean, there's really not enough, you know, po- I guess good things to say about their defense because their defense is. I mean, it's it's essentially an, an all-time defense. I mean, the the statistics behind the that that side of the ball is just insane. They're averaging, you know, giving up less than a touchdown per game. Um, they haven't given up more than thirteen points in a game yet. So, I mean, if we score a couple touchdowns, I mean, you know, we did we did something that nobody else has has done against them. So, 
Um, you know, I think that that's got to be the goal is we don't have anything to lose here and we can just, you know, we got to throw everything out there just to see what sticks. And, um, you know, you try to go as fast as you can to kind of get some guys winded and, you know, they haven't seen this tempo. It, you know, Georgia's in a, in a similar situation as Kentucky was whenever they, you know, Kentucky's lost three in a row now after they lost to us. Um, mm. But they hadn't really played anybody prior to playing uh, Georgia. But then Georgia, um, you know, they haven't really played many. They haven't really played anybody all year. They played Clemson, who turned out to be kind of a dud. Their offense is terrible, and, they, you know, their defense was, was good because they were still healthy at the time. Um, but, you know, they didn't score an offensive touchdown against uh, Clemson. You know, they, they haven't really played anybody since, until they got to Kentucky. Beat Kentucky 30-13, to 13, and then they played Florida. Um, and for the most part, they scored like three or four defensive touchdowns, gave them some really short fields, had two interceptions, I think, for a touchdown, and then um, like another interception and a fumble on like the Georgia side of the field. So it was easy scores for them. And then just Florida has been terrible since then. So, you know, I think Tennessee may possibly be the best team that they've played all year. Um, and especially with a dynamic offense like ours. Am I saying we're going to win? Do I think we'll – no, not even close. But um, uh, I think we could give them fits. And, I mean, if, it, if the ball bounces our way, I mean, you never know if it could be close. And we can kind of put some – Put some pressure on Stetson Bennett. Maybe he uh, throws some interceptions like we, he's been known to do. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right that uh, Georgia hasn't seen a team like us. And let me just clear the air, and I hate to spoil anything, but we're, we're not predicting us to win this game. No. I just want to clear the air. Uh, you know, anyone with a brain that works, that it's not going to happen. We're not going to beat Georgia. <laughs> if... If we were to win, there's going to have to be a ton of things happen for us. Like, the ball's going to have to bounce our way multiple times. Like, we're going to have to get at least, like, three turnovers and not convert any. Like, I I don't see that happening at all. But if we were going to beat Georgia, that's what would have to happen. It's not just going to be based off of skill. And, uh, you know, the crowd would have to get into it. I know in the past Georgia has dropped games to Tennessee when they've been the better team. You know, uh, one of them stands out was the 2006, I think, 2006 or 2007 team where uh, Matthew Stafford lost to Eric Ainge. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they they were ranked. They were really good, and we just beat the snot out of them. I don't don't know what happened. But that's a completely different Georgia team uh, than what we're seeing now. And I think, call me crazy, but I think Will Levis is a better quarterback than uh, Stetson Bennett. Um, oh yeah. At least he by at far. least he played like at least he played like a Saturday night. He was much better. So I think we can give him fits, like you said. I think we're gonna have to dial up and play smart on defense. And uh, you know, Bennett can run a little bit. That that's one thing that worries me. I'm afraid he's gonna run and get him bailed out. But um. You know, I've seen I've seen fan Georgia fans argue that their offense has scored so many points, and you know that's true. But you also have like three five star running backs, and then you also have <laughs> a elite defense that gets you set up. You know that gets you set up in a very good position. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't think anything is going to change my view. I'm pretty damn stubborn. I don't think anything's going to change my opinion on Georgia's offense. I'm not blown away by them. Uh, yep. They are getting production, though, but 
Uh, I am extremely impressed with their defense. Their linebackers terrify me. Uh, Jordan Davis. I don't know what Cooper Mays is going to do because Jordan Davis is like three Cooper Mazes. So yeah, uh, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have for us to have uh, again. The ball's going to have to bounce our way a lot for us to have a chance. But also, uh, we're not going to run the ball very hardly at all against this team. So we're going to have to give Hendon Hooker time to throw. And honestly, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we won't really be able you know, trying to think of how we can, you know, kind of get get some running games in there. I mean, I could see like a lot of jet sweeps, you know, trying to get some like Velas around the edge. You know, if we can seal the edge around with our tackles, and you know, get some guys pulling. I feel like that's really the only way we can we can really run the ball inside. They got some dynamic linebackers. They're quick. They're you know they're big. They're physical. Um, then their defensive lineman, obviously Jordan Davis in the middle at six six, three hundred sixty pounds. Jesus, um, like you're saying, Cooper's you know six foot, two hundred ninety pounds, something like that. So you know he's got he's got seventy pounds and seven six inches on him. So um, you know the only thing I can think of there is just trying to get him tired. I mean, he's not going to be in there on third downs, I don't think, especially during passing downs. Uh, but first and second down, you know, if we can force him, if we can continue to go fast and force him to stay on the field, um, you know, maybe he, maybe he gets winded and, and things like that. But this is going to be a test where, you know, Georgia hasn't faced this all year and they can't prepare for it really. I mean, no scout team can run efficiently efficient plays um, at the level that we can. Um, just to give him a look. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if it's tied in the first, maybe second quarter, maybe by halftime, um, if we can put up, you know, some points. We always start fast no matter who it's been so far. I mean, 14 points is not unheard of in the first quarter. And I think we're actually like the the highest scoring first quarter team in the country. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if we even had a lead in the first quarter. But I think eventually – um, like you're saying, like we're not going to predict us to win, but I wouldn't be surprised at, at certain points during the first half that we may be either tied or maybe possibly in the lead. And don't forget last season in Athens, our horrible three-win team, you know, was tied with Georgia at the half. Yeah. So I know they're a lot better now <laughs> than last year, but so are we. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, and to be frank, I just want to come away from this game uninjured. You know, I don't want Hendon Hooker to tear an ACL. <laughs> I don't want any of our linebackers or receivers to tear an ACL. I, ju- I just want these guys to just try and come away healthy from this game. Um, they're very physical. They're very strong. Um, I know Kirby Smart said all the right things about our offense. I, did you hear him say, like, it's almost impossible to prepare for this offense? You know, yeah. no one runs it like they do. No one. And – that may be true, but, you know, I think we get a couple plays, a couple big plays. Um, I don't know. Georgia's just – they're linebackers, man. I don't see – you know, I, I'm, I'm part of me is like, maybe we could do screen passes, you know, when they bring the blitz and stuff. But I feel like every linebacker runs like a four three forty. Like, they're so fast and so <laughs> strong. Uh, I'm just afraid they're going to, you know, just destroy someone doing a screen pass or out on the wing. So – uh, luckily, I'm not the man who is, you know, getting paid millions to 
have a play <laughs> call and stuff. But yeah, I uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. I think Hypel is going to try and run it, you know, quite a bit, kind of like Alabama. Remember how like the run game just was not there for Alabama, and then he ended up just throwing it a lot more, and you know it worked. So. I think Hypo's good at adjusting. You know, he's not going to be stubborn like Pro and just run, run, pass. So, you know, he's he's going to try and continue to run the ball and catch them off guard. And you're right. You know, if we convert on third downs, we're going to put up points because we're going to gas their defense. If we don't do that and it's three and out, then we're going to gas our own defense and it's just going to collapse even more. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting take, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could either be a pretty close game or I feel like we could get kind of blown out, honestly. I feel like we could either score. I think we're definitely going to score at least, you know, the 14 points to to score the most on Georgia all year. But, you know, I I mean, my prediction for the game is I think think we score, you know, 17 points. Um, But I don't think that Georgia's going to, you know, I don't think Georgia's going to go crazy like, Kentucky did 42 points or anything like that. So I would probably have it around like 30, 34, 17, something like that, which I think is kind of respectable. But, you know, I think that it could go, you know, closer than that. I feel like it could be like a 31, you know, 21 game or something like that. So honestly, I, you know, I, I had 17, but honestly, I, I can't imagine that we kick very many field goals. I, I have to think that the only way that we're going to be able to to win the game and put pressure on the on them is going to be scoring touchdowns. So I feel like we're going to be going for more fourth fourth downs than usual. You know, maybe some other trick plays and things like that. So you know, it could it could work out for us uh, to make it a pretty close game. But so right now, I'm still seeing them around 34 to 17, maybe 34 21. Yeah, you know, I I definitely expect to see a trick play on this one and. It's kind of scary because their defense is really good. I know I keep saying that, but, you know, our remaining schedule, there's not really any, you know, much competition. So, I mean, why would you run a trick play against, you know, South Alabama? So Yeah. uh, Although it is a night game. Big time night game. ESPNU. (laughs) The one time I wanted to take my son to a football game, and they have it at like 7 freaking 30. So, he's going to pass up by halftime. So, um, yeah, it's – I, my score prediction is pretty dang close to yours. It's actually the same as the Kentucky score, except I have Georgia winning. So I, I'm going to stick the 38 to 17, uh, mainly because the last time I predicted that it was a shootout. So if it's a shootout, <laughs> you got to like our chances. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned the field goal. I completely forgot about this in the Kentucky game. How the hell did Chase McGrath miss that field goal? I mean, that was so close to a PAT. Um, chip you, shots. You, you can't do that, man. Like, you can't, um, especially in games like this. You know, you got to take the points no matter what. And uh, it's going to be – you know, honestly, I think Georgia might lose their cool a little bit as far as, like, penalties and stuff. Because, um, I mean, this is a rival game. I know it's been one-sided lately, but Florida and Georgia, you know, the players know each other since high school and stuff, and they're pretty dang competitive against each other. So – um, and that could go against us too. You know, I could see penalties go flying here either way. So um, that's what makes these rival games fun, though, man. You know, they're yeah. they both want it. Yeah, they both want bragging rights for the year. It's you know same division, same conference. So it's a tradition. You know, Tennessee, Georgia, they've had some really good games. You know, 
in, throughout this series. It's the series is actually pretty close. The all time series. Yeah. I think Georgia has like a three win lead. You know, so which is strange because we've been trash for like a, two decades now. But <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I'm uh, I'm just looking forward to it being competitive, and hopefully it's competitive. I'll I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the only thing that you can really hope for in this game is it's just not a blowout, which is pretty much what Georgia's done to most teams uh, besides Kentucky all year. So, um, you know, if the offense can continue what we've been doing, then I think we have a good shot to keep it close. If not, then uh, it's going to go, you know, backwards real quick. You know, turnovers, we can't have turnovers or it's going to go real bad. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean – there's just not much room for mistakes. So, yeah, no, you you can't. You, and you yeah. gotta, you can't make any mistakes, and you have to take advantage yeah. of their mistakes if they make any. So, um, crazier Stetson, things have happened. Stetson's been known to th- float some balls up there, and just you know, whoever kind of comes down with it comes down with it. Everybody, yeah. it's kind of funny because I was watching something earlier. And like Stetson Bennett, the only reason he floats him up there is like it's a long punt. I was like, anybody else that does an interception like that, you'd be like, oh, that's just a terrible throw. But Georgia, yeah. it's like, mm, that's just a long punt. Oh, no. Yeah, that the, he's got some really bad deep throws. He threw, I think yeah. it was a bad one against Florida. Like, it was awful. It just stays up in the air for like, it feels like forever, but it, you know, yeah. it's not that long, but it's, you know, it has. Literally anybody that's around within 30 yards could run under the ball. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if he does those, I mean, I feel like we have a good shot at getting some turnovers. And uh, JT Daniels, you know, he struggled. He threw a pick last week, I think, too, against mm-hmm. Missouri. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I know a lot of Georgia fans were talking trash about, you know, how Kentucky's offense scored so much on us. But, um you know, if you want to use the transitive property, we beat Missouri by a lot more than you guys beat them. You know, I, I, I'm so sick of the transitive property in college football. It doesn't work. You know, look at South Carolina and Florida. I mean, 40 to 17, and then we beat South Carolina by the first quarter. I mean, Jesus. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, people. That's why college football is amazing. Like, you can't, you can't 100% predict the outcome with that just yeah. using transitive property. So. It's uh, it's gonna be awesome, man. I think our players will be fired up. I think Coach Heupel is gonna call a really good game. Um, he always does. Really, he calls a really good game. Uh, it's just execution. That's the biggest X factor. Uh, execution. Been... Third downs on both sides of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Third downs really scare me. Yeah, uh, we're we not. Give up more we're not third very... downs than anybody in my, I've ever seen. And on the flip side, we don't really convert many third downs either. You know. Yeah. So that really scares me. And uh, I think – so I'm going to make a prediction uh, for wide receivers. I think one wide receiver is going to go off this game, uh, mainly just because he's a veteran. I think they're going to rely on him big time against this Georgia defense. But I think Velas Jones is going to have a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they're going to go to him for third and short. They're going to hit him on some deep balls. And uh, Javante Payton, you know, he's always a deep threat. But, uh, you know, watch out for Velas Jones. I think he's going to have a very good game against Georgia. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty big. I think they're also going to use him, like I was saying earlier, on some jet sweeps, some little in-round running routes, kind of things like that. So, um, yeah. that I could see some, you know, some wide receiver screens, 
similar to like the first play that we ran against Kentucky when we scored. Um, things like that, kind of get the ball in the playmaker's hands, let them run and let, you know, not have our offensive line is, is going to struggle against this uh, front and then the linebackers as well. I think they're going to bring pressure quite a bit um, all yep. day long. So um, we give up, I think we're like 124th in, in sacks given up. So um, I guess we're, we're 100, yeah, we're it's awful. Like we give up so many sacks. It's, it's insane. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to figure out how we can get the ball out as quick as possible. We don't have time to let, you know, lots of routes develop and, and things like that. We'll just need to, um, you know, kind of pick our poison and kind of dink and dunk down the field, maybe some, some little crossing routes and things like that. Yeah. You mentioned Velas Jones kind of doing those, running those routes in the backfield. Uh, you know, get Hyde involved in that. He's literally your mm-hmm. fastest player on the team. So if you're on that far hash, you know, have him sweep it and, you know, with the ball. And uh, same thing with, I think, Holiday. I think Jimmy Holiday is, like, super fast too. And I, I don't know if Heifel's still mad about the Florida game, but we haven't <laughs> seen him since. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I get him and Callaway mixed up. But yeah. I think he threw it. I think he threw it to one of them. I can't remember. But, man, um yeah, get them involved in some screen passes, you know. Mix it up a little bit if you have to because uh, this defense is going to be studying tape. And uh, we'll have to see, man. I'm uh, I'm anxious just because they're really good. Uh, but, I just, again, I just want to be competitive. And, uh, man, I don't know. I'm going to have to find some music or something to listen to while I'm watching it. I just cannot take Gary Danielson. Oh, Gary. And, and honestly, I'm not a big, the biggest Bob Kessling fan either. You know, I don't, I don't, he's, I'm sure he's a great dude. I've never met him, but I don't know him personally, but I just don't like his voice, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. And he's a uh, better some, basketball play by play announcer. Yeah, for sure. And he, uh, for some reason, when I hear him on the radio, he sounds excited when the other team scores. It drives me insane. Like you listen to like all the other sports radio people and they get, they get pissed off, but he's over there just screaming like another touchdown by Tim Tebow. I'm like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Like what is it with this, you know, optimism? So yeah, I don't like that at all, but man, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the one thing Gary Danielson's going to pick on against Tennessee and he's just going to milk it the entire freaking broadcast. So oh, he's just you know going to talk about Georgia's defense the whole entire game. Oh yeah. Yeah. And anytime Tennessee makes a good play, it's because Georgia's defense did this or they didn't do that instead of giving credit. To this Tennessee's one guy defense. wasn't on the field at this time. Yeah. Yeah. He did that against the 40 game when Javon Jennings burnt Jalen Tabor. And he said, some say he slipped and fell. I was like, uh, yeah, it's called breaking your ankles. Juwan Jennings. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he'll never give Tennessee credit until the game's over. And he'll just say, oh, yeah, Tennessee won. But let's talk about this Georgia defense. And they're just like, my God. So we just need to go to a bar or a restaurant and just watch it and <laughs> just I'm eat down. instead of listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we may have to consume lots of alcohol. Oh, gosh, man. I, I actually – uh, so I'm not a big drinker, but I actually cracked last weekend because the game, man, it was just a shootout, um, and it's Kentucky, and I'm like, God, we gotta beat this team. Like, we gotta take a step forward as a program. And uh, one of the guys, you know, that we're at his house, he was gracious enough to open up some bourbon for us, and 
man, it uh, it made watching the game much more enjoyable, yeah. <laughs> much more enjoyable. So now now I know all the Vol fan secrets. You know, after all these mm-hmm. years, just get you some good bourbon. But get you some nice brown water. Yeah, exactly. Dirty that, dirty it up, man. It's uh, whew. but yeah, it was much more enjoyable. Let's just say my wife had to drive home that night. So, <laughs> um, and I was, it was so frustrating because uh. The, the party, you know, was like 30 minutes from our house. And we were, I just wanted to finish the game. But, you know, everyone had kids and the kids were getting tired because they'd been playing all day. And I get in the car for like the final two minutes and Chase is there at Lexington. <laughs> so I'm telling him, hey, man, I'm so sorry, but you got to give me a play-by-play. I, I, you know, I can't listen to Bob Kessley. <laughs> so, My um, texts were, they were yeah. terrible. They were like, uh this is uh it was a clear face mask we got fourth and 24 we're definitely gonna win oh they converted oh, oh. it's got three straight stops and then they yeah. they caught the play calls that they had on on that that final drive for kentucky was just terrible i mean yeah. obviously levis didn't even give you know on third and fourth down they ran that little wheel routes out to the left and i mean he threw them just straight out of bounds so he didn't even give them a chance to do anything <laughs> I'll tell so, you at work because it worked on fourth and twenty four. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did. But, but whenever it was fourth and twenty four, you told me Stoops got that penalty on yeah. his team. I was like, "Oh, it's ball game." And then when you said they converted, I, I shouted like, oh in my car. My I woke gosh. my kids up. I was like, "They're gonna win!" I was like, "They're gonna yeah. freaking win!" I was so mad. But man, what a what a crazy turn of events. But yep. Any uh, you have any crazy predictions for the Georgia game? Who scores his first touchdown? Running backs rushing for X amount of yards. Um, I did a receiver one. You can do a receiver one. Uh, I think Velas is gonna have the most receiving yards. Um, I don't know how um, many. I'll say he catches yeah. one touchdown. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't. I kept having such trouble kind of determining what I think this game is gonna be like, and I it's think tough. like the. Obviously, I think the boldest prediction is that they're going to score more than anybody else has against Georgia all year. And I, I think it could be why, you know, I mean, as much as 21 points, um, I think we could score maybe 24. Um, and, I mean, that would be pretty impressive compared to, you know, all the other games that they played. So, um, you know, I think that that's one of the predictions is just that we'll score more than anybody has against Georgia all year. And then I guess on top of that, I think we'll force a turnover – um, yeah. or maybe do some kind of special teams like run a, you know, run a kickback punt, um, you know, maybe an interception return for a touchdown, something of that nature, not an offensive touchdown, but maybe like a, a defensive or special teams. Yeah. Like a block bun or something. Yeah. I yeah. can see that for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like there's always a weird play that happens against Georgia. Like, like if both teams are competitive, there's always a weird turnover somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, like the the infamous home area game. Do you remember Jalen Hurd just trotting along in the end zone, and then he got blasted yeah, he got, and fumbled. Yeah. And then whenever they came to Neyland, Butch's I think it was Butch's first year in 2013 with Rajon Neal, but we blocked a punt with our Smoky Grays, and you know I think it was uh, Jalen Reeves Maven. He he blocked a punt, and then someone else picked it up and scored for a touchdown. So. Like, if both teams are playing good, there's always, like, some crazy turn of events yeah. that happens. So, there's just something special about this rivalry. And that's what I miss the most, honestly. Like, just just as a college football fan and a Vol fan, I, I just miss those really fun games. 
You know, I really yeah. don't give a crap if we win or lose at the end of the day. Like, yes, winning's nice for recruiting and bowl games, but uh, just to see that entertainment and stuff, um, it's it's really cool. So, I'm uh, I don't know many Georgia fans, honestly. Um, I can't really speak on their fan base or anything like that. Um, I know you're you you have some relatives that are Kentucky fans, but. Uh, do you do you know any? Are you friends or close with any, any Georgia fans? I don't really know many, to my knowledge. Uh, I we went to college with some people that were some Georgia fans, but I don't really keep in contact with them. But um, you Smart know, based man. off of based off of a lot of the things that you've seen online, I mean, they just think they're absolutely going to demolish us. So obviously, I don't want to be friends with any of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and to be fair, they are number one in the team, and they should demolish us. So even if that happens, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, dang it. It's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, like everyone expected that, you know. So you guys have yeah. had number one recruiting classes for – or at least top three recruiting classes ever since Kirby's been there. You know, you should yeah. demolish people. But uh, my thing is, you know, what has Georgia done, you know, besides choke? you know, in critical moments since Kirby's been there. So um, I know Kirby made it to a national title. Like, wasn't it his first year or second year? It was his second year. Uh, but he had so much talent left over from Mark Stoops. I mean, a Mark Stoops team that won nine games. So it's not like he had the freaking buildup that Heupel's having to do. And I'm not saying Heupel's better than Kirby. It's just uh, Kirby has yet to prove to me that he's over that hump. But – it's like we all say, maybe the Braves broke that curse, and maybe Georgia's finally going to win it. And if they do, I'm really going to miss my 1980 jokes. You know, I know. Uh, That'd be the worst. That's that's the only thing. But there's a lot of people saying Georgia's still going to choke. Um, they still got to go through the SEC championship. I don't think any team over there is going to beat them. Um, honestly, it's either going to be Alabama or A&M, in my opinion. They're going to have to. They're going to represent the West. Auburn could sneak in there. Uh, I think they I, kind of yeah, shot themselves in the foot losing last week to A&M. Yep, I agree. A&M has the head-to-head. You're right. I forgot that's their second loss now. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. That's for dang sure. Who knows, yep. who knows what's going to happen. But Georgia's already won the East. Um, yep. Uh, after that, dude, after Georgia, you know, I like – us in Florida, it's kind of like the 90s again, you know, <laughs> the the top three are in the East again. And um, I know Florida, you know, they've, they've had some setbacks right now, but you know, I don't think they're closing the door on Dan Mullen yet, but his seat's definitely getting a little bit warm after that South Carolina blowout. For sure, as it should. Yeah, yeah, that's not acceptable at all. And he's, I mean, he's the only Kentucky, or only Florida coach that's lost to Kentucky in what, like 30-something years? I mean, they had a huge streak, and no other Florida coach has lost to Kentucky. So he's lost twice to them. But who knows, man? Who knows? Are you going to go to the game? Or are we going to try and go somewhere? I, I don't know. I'm trying to – I might. The tickets are kind of outrageous right now. Oh, well, yeah. There's really no, there's really no good seats on the bottom levels. Yeah, available. man, you got to pay for all them buyouts. That's true. Very true. <laughs> They're gonna be charging. Very true. And you gotta get ready of Pruitt. We gotta give Pruitt some hush money. You know who knows <laughs> what's gonna happen. 
I saw somebody post. I saw somebody make a post the other day saying that they want Jeremy Pruitt to be Florida's defensive coordinator. I was like, of course he would go Good there. Luck. Yeah, I I think I mean we can say one about Pruitt. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator and. If he's not a good defensive coordinator, he's a good recruiter. You know, just keep him away from McDonald's. But well, yeah, I mean, he's had five star talent around him. You know, everywhere he's gone, Florida State, Georgia yeah. to Bama. So yeah, um, obviously he didn't have that here, and you could see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. I'm trying to think of anything else at the top of my head, but uh, oh. For those of you wondering about basketball, we have not forgotten. We're gonna drop another. We're gonna drop an episode next week uh, talking about basketball, uh, simply because we're playing South Alabama, and yep. the football, you know, preview is not gonna be nowhere near as <laughs> detailed because I don't, I don't know anything about South Alabama. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know their damn mascot, so uh, or their colors or anything. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna tie in the basketball game. We haven't forgotten about them. Uh, Kenny Chandler's a stud. Like I said, yep, we'll go into details good. about that. That he's so fast. Uh, but we'll save it for the next episode. And uh, shout out to the ladies' soccer team, man. They won the SEC. Yeah. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they beat like a seed higher than them, three to nothing. So um, shout out to them, man. I was really proud of them. So I know they're golf in the- just signed like the number three class for golf. Every every yeah. sport I feel like is you know kind of trend trending up for the first time. If, Forever. I saw their. T- I saw the tennis team. Um, they had Florida's like best player transfer to Tennessee. So a few oh, really? weeks ago, nice. yeah, a few weeks ago it was on Twitter. So, but yeah, man, it's um, things are looking up, man. Hopefully, Danny White, you know, sticks around at this rate. I mean, all the that'd be good. Yeah, he's a hell of a AD, man. Like yeah, I, 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 I know some fans were solid. I think some. I know some fans are kind of upset and stuff with him, but uh, I, I, I love. Danny White, I think he's done an awesome job. So yeah, I think so too. I saw something funny that said like things that haven't aged well, and one of them was if Danny White brings Josh Heupel here and send him back to Central Florida, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's been a it's been a home run so far. So not not even gonna lie. So far, so good. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Uh, please be sure to check us out on Twitter, Rocky Top Times ninety eight. Uh, we also got a Facebook page, the Rocky Top Times. But yeah, stay tuned until next week. Um, hopefully, hopefully we just keep it competitive. I'm not even gonna say pull off the upset. Hopefully, hopefully. we pull off the upset. I'll say it for you. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> say it. But yeah, but that's gonna do it, guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, my name is Sean. My name is Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls. <laughs>